I feel like we tell everybody welcome 50 million times, and that's all right. It's good for you to feel welcome. Everyone should feel welcome. And as we are, as Michael says, crazy to think that we are actually in the second month of the year. It just seems like it's going faster and faster and faster, but here we are. Speaking of where you are, as I'm just going to dive right into my message this morning, I have this illustration, and we just finished up 21 days of prayer, and I'm so excited about the things that God did in the 21 days of prayer, and God even gave me a word last night as I was going to sleep, and you guys will be hearing about it in the coming weeks. But sometimes whenever we're, we've got things that are going on around us and we've got things that are struggles, we've got people we're praying for, we've got our lists, we've got all our things. And if you don't have the prayer guide, you know, you definitely need to get it. I'll be talking about it a little bit more again this morning, which seems crazy since we just finished up with 21 days of prayer. But even in this, we have our prayer list and we have the things that we're praying for and all the different um, things that are going on. We, we look at it and say, but I, I want to be here, and sometimes I think I am here in a particular location. Maybe it's your walk with God, or maybe it's your, your place in your job, or your place in life, and, and what's going on. You think you're a particular place, but there's nothing wrong with discovering that you're not where you thought you were, or even where you want to be. And, and as I've done a lot of counseling through the years in all the different churches I've worked at, one of my favorite analogies that I gave, and it just kind of came up to me, and, and God gives me the craziest analogies, I will tell you that right now. But as I'm sitting there talking to someone, I said, imagine if you're holding in your hand a GPS, and it's got that little red bouncing ball that says, you are here, you are here, you are here. And, and you could think you know where you're at in a forest, in the, in the midst of a field, you can think you know where you're at in relationship to where you're going. But when you open that GPS up and it's going to show you exactly where you are, you may go, wow, I'm closer than I thought. Or you may go, oh, I'm further than I thought. But there's nothing wrong with finding out where you are. It's actually healthy to find out where you are. It's just not healthy to stay there. On some level, January 1 is the same. It's no different than December. It's simply another day. The weather doesn't magically change overnight. It's just the next day. But yet God says well, there's a new season. There is a season for everything, and we celebrate that as a new year. I saw someone post on Facebook this week, January's been tough, but I made it through. And it just struck me. And I understand why they said that. I'm not throwing a shade their way. But it's just like, I made it through, and I thought January is going to be better than all of 2018. And maybe you hear that. 2018 was terrible. 2019 is going to be better. But it's still literally just another day, except we're making another trip around the sun. As if there wasn't struggles before, as if it wasn't difficult, as if those bad diagnosis from the doctor wasn't there in 2018. All of a sudden in January, it's here. The calendar doesn't change our life, but our new choices can. And as, as we see seasons in our life, and, and we have the fall and the spring and the summer and, and the winter, as we go through all these things naturally, it gives us a new opportunity to maybe reevaluate. I mean, even in the natural, as we get closer to summer, and can't believe it, summer will be here in just a few short months, everyone's going to probably call the AC guys to come out and check their ACs because they didn't need to do that for the AC part over the winter. But as we get closer to summer, we need to check those things out. So as we have new seasons, we need to check some things out 
and make new choices. And that's the greatest thing about New Year's resolutions. We just finished 21 days of prayer. We do it twice a year in the beginning of the two major seasons, at the beginning of the year and at the beginning of the school year, so in January and in August. Why do we do that? Because prayer changes things. And you'll see we do the hashtag quite a bit that says hashtag prayer changes things. And even as I posted last night on social media about my message today, and I, I'm so excited about my, my message today, and I, I couldn't wait. And I, as I was up finishing up my message last night, I'm working till almost five o'clock in the morning. I'm like, I don't even want to go to sleep because I'm so excited about it. And even the answer to prayer requests that I've seen and just some crazy things. And again, I wish I could tell them all, but for confidentiality, I can't. But just see, have seen God do some amazing, amazing things. And if you're listening to the stream, you know who you are. And yes, I'm talking about you. So it's, it's just awesome what God is doing. And, and I just want to remind you that as we're in this new season, that we have the great opportunities. And we talk about them a lot, but it's not just for us to talk about. It. It's not just a churchy thing to do. But we did the 2019 prayer request, and we seal them up in an envelope, and we have them, and we pray over them. And during 21 days of prayer, we pray over them. And during the regular prayer times, and we just keep on, we pray over them all the time. I encourage you, those of you at home, even when you leave church and you go home, pray over the prayer requests that people have put in. It's amazing every year to read these and go, wow, I can't remember what I wrote last year, but wow, look what God has done. The other thing is the connection card. We talk about it every single week. And Michael talks about it every single week. But it's a great opportunity for us to fill in and say, hey, God, I'm asking you for this. I'm I'm asking you to accomplish this in my life. And I'm asking you for and making your requests be known. And of course, I start off the year with a, with a uh, I, I don't even know, I would say a burden or this idea, this thought, but it's a 52-week challenge. And I've told almost everybody that I run across, hey, I want to give you a 52-week challenge. And try to listen to the message every week during the 52 weeks of 2019 and see what God will do different in your life. And if you can't make it physically in the building every week, come once a month, but make sure you listen to the service during the time. Not for me, not to pat myself on the back or even to see any chart of numbers. It's not about that. It's about to see what God does in your life. In the midst of all this, I had this analogy about baking a cake. Now, if you could stay with me and don't turn me off, I was raised by my mom to bake. She did a great job of making, um, I mean, um, teaching me how to bake. And, um, and, and as I did that, I, I started learning that there are ingredients that go in. And my mom is um, the best at, she's got this whole like card thing holding up. You can lift up and she's got them going back to when she was in high school, which wasn't that long ago, mom, honestly. It was not very long ago. But you take the card out, the three by five card, and you see a list of all the ingredients and at the very bottom. It gives you what to do with those ingredients. But how many of you know that if I missed putting one of those ingredients in, or I missed the amount that I'm supposed to do, and I seem to recall having done that once or twice... My mom would always know when I messed those ingredients. It was, if I didn't put it in or if I put too much or too little. But in fact, everybody who tried whatever I had baked 
knew something was missing. It may not be as good at understanding that as my mom to say, oh, it was this, you forgot that, or maybe I didn't put the baking powder in so it never rose and, you know, and all this stuff. But you know there's just something not quite right. Can I suggest to you that our lives are similar? In fact, I believe no different. God has a ingredients in our lives of what a healthy life looks like. It's my intention in the next couple of weeks to draw attention to many of these things as we endeavor to find the life to the full that Jesus described to us. In John 10, 10, and if you've been around me for three seconds, you've heard me say this scripture because I, I wouldn't have ever said before we planted the church is my favorite scripture, but it has become my favorite scripture, and it's, it's going to be up on the screen here in a second. Jesus says that the comparison here, that the devil is over here, and he says he's come to rob, kill, and destroy you. Steal, kill, and destroy you. But on the other hand, he says, I, Jesus, have come to give you life and have it to the full. And man, when I think about that, I was talking to someone this week, and I'm like, hey, really these two choices are placed I'm placed in front of you, in front of me, in front of everybody. Do you want to have things stolen from you? Do you want to be somebody trying to tell you to kill yourself all the time? Or always trying to destroy your life? Or do you want to live life to the full? I can't imagine. They're not even close. They're like as, as far away from each other as they can possibly get. But these are the two choices. But whichever way we end up chasing after, if we chase after the world's way, if we chase after the way of what comes natural to us, we will end up in this world where things are being stolen from us and we're, we're you know, constantly trying to be killed or thinking about, people think about suicide so much today, even more than normal. And, and just see their lives are destroyed and, and I've got anxiety, and I've got panic attacks, and I've got all these things that are just all completely in this world. But then Jesus says over here, I give you life to the full. Which one are you going to chase after? But I, I want to suggest to you this morning, as we go closer to life to the full, it's because we've added the ingredients that God has prescribed for us. But as we think about cakes, aren't all ingredients available to everyone? My wife loves this show, Cake Boss. I can't watch it. Uh, first of all, because I never get the cakes. And I never get to, to, just to eat the goodness that I see on the TV, so I end up leaving. I mean, they make cookies in the house that I can smell them, and I, I see that they are out, and I don't get any. Thank God I got two last night. I will eat them after church. But, but, but I started thinking about it. Every single one of us in the world, pretty much in the entire world, can obtain the shopping list that they use. But how do they get the results of a master chef? It isn't because they're using these exotic ingredients most of the time. But the people in the schools, when they're taught to cook, they're not going to use different ingredients than what their mom taught them to use. They learn how to use those ingredients. And that is the purpose of church, I believe, to show you what the Word of God says to do with the ingredients in your life, to live life to the full. We all have phones, and many of us have iPhones. And I remember when they very first came out, the very first iPhone that ever came out, my son Alec got one, and he, and he had it, and, and he didn't do well with it for a little bit, and it ended up, I won't say how, but it ended up not working, and Alec decided that he could fix that iPhone. So I have many, many tools, and he ended up taking that iPhone apart, 
And let's just say it never found its way back to anything resembling what it originally did. And even though I have plenty of tools and I could do a lot of stuff, and I just saw a video on, on the little tiny tools and how you can take things apart, and I'm like, I would never think about doing that because I always think about Alec and his phone. But what do I do if there's a problem with my iPhone? Should I try and fix it on my own? Or do I take it to the one who created it? Do I take it to the Apple store and say, here you go. I don't know what's wrong with it. You do what you got to do. But same way with our lives. So often we say, hey, I think I can do it on my own. I think I can just live life however I want to. And everything's going to turn out fine. But can I suggest to you the same way that we need to trust the person who created it when it comes to our phones, we need to trust the person who created me when it comes to my life. The first ingredient we're going to look at today is prayer. And, and, and again, I, it may seem really funny to you say, hey, Pastor Kevin, why didn't you talk about this in the beginning of 21 days of prayer? I can't tell you why God gives me the messages when he gives them to me. But can I tell you that it didn't end with 21 days of prayer. We don't just pray for those 21 days. You go, check that off the list. I don't have to pray again until August. No, prayer is one of those ingredients that we need. And if you have all the other ingredients and you don't put prayer in your ingredients, you're not going to live life to the full. We're not going to realize all of the things that God has for us. In fact, John chapter 17, verse 15, Jesus is talking and he says what his prayer is for us. He says, my prayer is not, God, that you take them out, them being us, out of the world. In other words, he doesn't want us just to accept him and all of a sudden, shoom, we get taken to heaven. He goes, no, that's not my prayer that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. And last week we did a deep, deep dive and it was actually very out of the ordinary for, for us to do on a Sunday morning to, to really go that deep into the evil one and the demonic and, and the, the forces that are going. And you can always go back and listen to that or watch it on our belong DV, uh, belongdfw.tv um, site. You can see that. But God, Jesus is saying, my prayer, Father, is that you protect them. And we talked about that a great deal. And James 4, chapter 2, in the second part of that, it says, you do not have because you do not ask. And that's kind of the teaser that I put up with the graphic in the beginning and what I put up on social media. You don't have because you don't ask. So often the time we just sit here hoping something's going to fall into our lap from heaven, but we never quite ask God. 1 Chronicles 16, verse 11 says, Look to the Lord and his strength and seek his face always. Seek his face always. And as I'm thinking about that, if we're trying to seek FaceTime with someone, if there's someone we really respect, we don't necessarily want to talk to them on the phone. FaceTime on our phones is kind of fun, but what we really like is when we can have lunch with them or we have an appointment with them, we get face-to-face, and we have to seek that time and say, hey, can I schedule some time with you? Can I suggest to you that God is the same way? We need to seek his face always. And just some areas that popped up, and it's certainly not an exhaustive list, but ways and things that we need to seek God for is healing. And we know of people that have situations, some are very grave. 
for healing. They need healing. And we saw the video of Raise the Hallelujah today and the, the opening of that song of how this little child was airlifted up. And then he got the call and says, he does not come make it through the night. And the, just the whole thing and, and just, oh, it's just an amazing story. But as, as their healing is needed, the prayers that went up. And I love the beginning of that video where he says, hey, those of you that are family, how many of you raised well, raise your hand that you prayed, and just the hands were crazy going up. But not just healing, health. Healing is when we have sickness and we get healed from it. But then if we don't take the right steps, we get back into place of needing healing. Health is when we are completely whole and walking in that wholeness. Your finances, our work, our parenting, or parents. Can I hear the kids say amen to that one to pray about your parents? Because, you know, we can be kind of crazy sometimes. Kids can too direction for your future. I mean, we are, we are in February now, and there are people graduating in May going, I don't know what I'm going to do. Or just issues, problems, just things that are going coming against you in all these different scenarios and all these different arenas. What concerns you? One of the prayers that my wife prays so often, and I just love it, is that she'll say, and I pray, whatever concerns you the most, Father, I pray that you will accomplish that in their lives. Because how many of you know that you don't even have to know them, but when you find out something's concerning them, we all have that thing that's concerning us the most. And to pray for that thing that concerns us. Prayer changes things. Prayer doesn't just say, hey, God, I'm just going to throw this up and we'll just see what happens. Prayer changes things. But a common misconception that many people have, and I think that there's a lot of mystery when it comes to prayer, and and if I told you we're talking about prayer this morning, people would be like, yawn, this is going to be terrible, this is going to be boring, and I hope it's not. But more of the misconception that's very, very common is that you've got to be a pastor to pray. I got to have the pastor pray over me and, oh, no, no, if the guy doesn't pray over me, nothing's going to happen because it's got to be him and it's it's terrible, it's not true. God hears and he sees everyone. It's faith that motivates God, not the stature or the title of a man. 1 John 5 verse 14 says, This is the confidence we have in approaching God. Confidence, approaching God. So when I, when I start praying and say, God, and I'm about to fill in the blanks, this is when I'm approaching. This is the confidence that we have. That if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. If we know that he hears us, whatever we ask, we know we will have what we've asked of him. But how do you know he hears you? How do you know how to pray? And just quite simply, I want to put it this way. Prayer is a conversation. Prayer isn't a these and thous, and you got to pull out what you think is religious talk. That's not God. That's, not, that's just religion. That's just our way of thinking. It's not, uh, I've got to complete it all. It's got to be perfect. It's got to be well articulated. It's just a conversation like you would have with your friend. We talk over and over again that God wants a personal relationship. And in a personal relationship, you don't maybe finish conversations 
I had someone say, I, I, I know that God's not hearing my prayers because I fell asleep before I said amen. And I'm like, no, that's not how this works. It's like if you're on a conversation and your phone dies and you didn't get to finish what you're saying, all the rest of it wasn't wiped out. He hears everything. You just got to simply talk to him. Just be real with him. Pray about everything. And everything that comes against you and the, and the struggles that, that are around us that are nipping at our, our legs and, and our heels and trying to pull on us and just like pull us down. And, 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 you know, I think about my kids when they were younger and they would sit on my, my foot and I would have to struggle to lift them up along with my foot. Sometimes those things that come against us, we pray about those things that concern us. But then there's people around us that give us difficult times and maybe a work situation where you're at. And you're like, oh, that person just, they hate me and they're coming against us. I love what it says in Matthew chapter 5 in the Message Bible in verse 44. He says, I'm challenging that. I'm telling you to love your enemies. Let them bring out the best in you, not the worst. In other words, no matter what they're doing to you, let what comes out of you be the best not the worst. But in fact, when someone gives you a hard time, respond with the energies of prayer. Isn't that challenging? I mean, it starts with, I'm challenging you. Yes, that is a challenge. But to give the energies of prayer. And like we looked at last week, that we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the principalities. And and we direct our prayers to praying for those people. But I want you to see something else in in the misconception that I'm talking about, that it's got to be the pastor. Mark chapter 12, verse 41. Jesus sits down with the disciples. He goes into church, and he sits down opposite of where the offerings are put. In other words, they had a place that you could give your offerings to God, and you're paying your tithes and your offerings. and, And Jesus sat down next to it where you could watch it. Now, that's kind of crazy to think that Jesus is watching what everybody gives in the plate. But he's sitting there, and he watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. And many of the rich people threw in large amounts, and they come in just like the grandiose thing of, oh, look at how much I'm giving. But a poor widow, verse 42, came and put in only two very small copper coins worth only a few cents. Now, as we would look at the effort involved between the two, and and yes, it's talking about money, but can I tell you, it's the same thing. If you have somebody who's like, oh, God in heaven, you're like, oh, man, he hears from God, man. God's going to hear his prayers. And you got somebody over here like, I don't even know what to pray, God. God, I I, I don't even know the right words. You can say, man, this guy is using all the right words in the great big voice. God certainly hears him. The same way we say, man, that person who wrote a big check to the church, man, God's going to, oh, oh, yeah. And Jesus is like, no. Disciples, come over here, verse 43. Truly I tell you, this widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. And that doesn't make sense to us. Because we tend to look at it in the natural. And we look at the, the grandiose thing as being better. But Jesus, as he's set watching, can I tell you, he sets watching still today everything you're doing. Verse 44, they gave out of their wealth, but she out of her poverty put in everything. When you pray, know God is hearing you, regardless if you're articulate or you're like, 
I don't even know this works. I, I don't even know if there's anybody up there. I don't know if, if there's even, I feel stupid right now. In fact, in fact, there's someone in our lives, my wife and I, and, and they, they just got a bad report. And I was talking to this person, and I said, I know you don't believe in this, but we're praying for you. And he laughed. He goes, you're right, I don't believe in that. Can I tell you, it doesn't matter if he believes in it or not. Our prayers being focused on that illness, God hears those. In Matthew 6, Jesus is talking. He says, verse 26, look at the birds of the air. They don't sow or reap or store away in barns. Yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Look at this. Are you not much more valuable than they? See, there is so much value that God places on you, on me. That as he even sees and knows everything that's going on with all the birds in the sky, he knows what's going on with you. There's power in simple prayers. Prayer changes things. Psalm 34 says, verse 4, I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. I sought the Lord. That requires something of me. I have to take this step. He knows everything that's going on. He sees everything, but we don't have because we don't ask. I sought the Lord. I asked him, and he answered me. And what did he do in answering me? He delivered me from all my fears. And that word fears literally means fear, as you would think. It means terror, and it means what you fear the most, or can I tell you this way, what concerns you the most continues on. They look, those who look to him are radiant. Think about that. Your face. Have you ever seen somebody who's radiant? It's like, man, how, are you, how do you got this glow in your face? I know what's going on in your life. You shouldn't have this. You know, this shouldn't make any sense. And their faces are never covered with shame. It doesn't say that they were immediately taken out. It means that they were able to go through that storm knowing that God was with them. But if we don't ask, then the will of God may not be accomplished. And I talked about this a great deal several weeks ago. The que sarah, sarah, whatever will be, will be. Yeah, if you don't ask God, then whatever's going to happen is just going to happen to you. Because he isn't even involved. You haven't asked him. You, you have not because you ask not. But when you pray, even a simple prayer, when you ask God to get involved, then, and I believe only then, can you relax whatever the outcome is, God. Because God, I, I've taken this moment to pray and I give this over to you. And I may have to give this to you every second of, of this minute and of the, every minute of this hour. And I may have to do this all over and over and over again. Because how many of you know, sometimes you give it to God and it's like, boom, it's right here again. They're like, okay, God, I give it back to you. Boom, it's right here again. Once I give it to him, and maybe I have to keep giving it to him, then I go, okay, God, now I trust in you. Please bow your heads with me. As we see the power of prayer, we see how God has a plan for our lives. And we see that he is wanting us to ask him.
we also need to seek him. But the first prayer you may need to pray this morning is to surrender your life to God. And, and I know that there are lots of people watching us on the stream and people are listening to the podcast days, weeks, and months later. And I don't know where you're at this morning. But the number one prayer you may need to pray this morning, the very first prayer may be to surrender your life to God. You may say, Pastor Kevin, I'm far from God if I'm being honest. You may say, I've never experienced what you're talking about. I've never had this relationship with God. Or you may say, I once walked with God for whatever reason. I'm far from Him. Before you can seek Him, you need to receive Him. This morning, I ask you to simply follow me in this simple prayer. If that's you, you know your life is a mess. You know that you're not where you need to be. I simply ask you to say this prayer with me. Say, Jesus, my life's a mess. I've tried to do it on my own. And I need you. I ask you to save me. Come live inside me. Change me. Show me what and how to do it to make me more like you. I'm changing my mind and my direction to walk towards life to the full. I put my faith in you. In your name, Jesus, I pray. Amen. Father, I pray for everyone who prayed that prayer. They may have prayed it a hundred times before. Same way we can keep seeking you, we can keep giving you our trouble, we can still keep coming to you over and over again and saying, God, I messed up again and I need you. Or Lord, even that person that has never prayed that prayer before, and, and they might say, I don't even understand it all. Lord, even as I'm praying this, I, I think there may be even people who are listening to this say, I didn't even pray it because I'm still just checking it out. And I, I don't know about this. I don't want to pray some prayer. I don't know what you're going to say. They may actually have to rewind to go and pray this prayer. God, you're right there with us. It doesn't matter how far we've fallen. It doesn't matter how many times we've fallen. You're always there with your hand extended to help us up. Lord, I pray that we all will get the power and the understanding of the power of simply talking to you through prayer. That it's one of the ingredients of living life to the full. That we have communication with you. We give you all the glory and all the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you'll take just a moment to pull out the connection card, we've already talked about it more than once this morning. There's a place in the middle that says my decision today. And if, you're, if you've surrendered your life to Christ today or maybe you're renewing your commitment, there's a place for you to check that. Or maybe if you want to be baptized or if you just want to talk to someone, there's a place for you to put that there. And those who are watching online, there's a pull down on our live stream. You can do the connection card. It's on our website. It's on our app. I mean, it's everywhere in the world you go. It's, it's available to you. And we would love for you to fill that out. And at the very, very bottom, there's a place for your prayer requests and and we'll you'll see it's perforated there that we cut those off and we just keep the bottom part and we keep the top part private and and those of you who are asking 
have asked, I should say, about giving, and particularly the people who are watching online. You'll see at the bottom, it's, it's got the, the URL. You can go to givetobelong.com. And I know that there are lots of people who are giving, who watch on the, on the stream and who aren't here physically with us. And some people are traveling and, and away out of town, and, and that's the number one way. And it's funny because I'm using the illustration this morning of Jesus watching the people who are giving, and we don't do that that much anymore. It's all through online, but he still is watching our online. So you can go to givetobelong.com. Of course, our app has all of these things in it as well. I know Michael already mentioned it to you, but the much-awaited and anticipated update to our app is supposed to go through this week. Apple gave us some hiccups this week on the, on the new stuff, but it should be going through. I'm looking every single day, just hoping it's going to be there. I'm just going to give you just a couple of moments to finish up, and we're going to pray and be dismissed. The first Sunday of the month always is a little bit longer because of communion. And I knew the song this morning, Raise a Hallelujah, was going to take a little bit longer too. It's such a powerful song. I really do want to encourage everyone who's watching us in all the different locations and listening on the podcast to send us a note, even an email to prayer or info at belongdfw.com. Let us know. We can see the, all the different dots around the world that people are watching. We, we get the stats from all the... But we want to hear from you too. We don't want you just to be a dot. We want to hear from you and just... It's always awesome to hear what's going on in everyone's lives. As I mentioned earlier, we do have the prayer guides. So if you don't have the prayer guide shoot us an email or everyone's here in the room we can get you one today we're happy for everyone to have this it's just a great place and just to lead you in the way and I love the fact that so many churches are doing 21 days of prayer and some of them start when we started so there I, I see it, it's all over there's actually a hashtag 21 days of prayer in Instagram and I'm following that now so I'm seeing all the different things that people are posting up and some of them's like it's day 12 and some are like it's day 19 some are like it's day 21 and it's just so awesome one of them said it's day one of 21 days of prayer I'm like man you guys are late to the game but that's all right it's all good when you want to do it so but it's awesome to see and think about everyone around the world even I saw some from overseas that were just joining in and saying, hey, let's all pray together. All right, Lenore, will you help me and collect up our connection cards here? We're going to pray and be dismissed. All right, if you'll stand to your feet. Well, Father, I just thank you for all the connection cards that have come in online this week, Lord, the ones that are here in the building. Lord, the prayer requests that have come in, Lord, everyone who's given their tithes and offerings online and through the offering envelopes, God, I just thank you and speak a blessing over your people. Lord, I thank you for the great opportunity it is for us to be here in Plano, Texas, and to worship you and to give you the glory. And Lord, I thank you for what you're doing here. We give you all the glory and all the honor. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 